Tis the season. I have the holiday spirit. Oh, yeah, I do. Maybe thank you, thank you, thank you to the man upstairs living here in Florida. It is overcast. It is actually cool temperatures. Oh, I've been able to put up the lights in the in the in the tree. I'll get into all of that, but let's we're right. We're right smack dab halfway past our NFL football season. College football winding down some tremendous games. Oh my god. The debate rages on for the college football uh, national championship playoff picture, but that aside, This is the rock stops here. Where did I stop today? Who did I talk to that has made it in life? It would be one, the one, the only, none other than Santiago Gramatica, the younger brother of Martin and Bill Gramatica. Now, Martin gets a lot of publicity. (laughs) And rightfully so. He's a good, good man. His brother, Bill Gramatica, more low-key when it comes to media, but a very good dad and father and man as well. And I was thinking, I said, you know what, man? I think Santiago, Santiago's always so nice to me. And he's so nice. And we went to the Gramatica Family Foundation's kickball tournament which they do to raise money for wounded veterans that are coming home they help build them some homes what the grammatica uh, foundation has done is incredible over the years and it was really good and i was doing a radio show with martin and we went with my daughter and santiago could not have been nicer to my daughter uh martin as well the family eh? but i mean i was like you know what man i'm gonna give santiago some pub he was one hell of a kicker at usf oh my god he he broke records uh and so he's the sideline reporter on the buccaneer games on the spanish radio side and uh good dude so without further ado here you go one of the three grammaticas my man, Santiago. All right. I am with one of the three and soon to be four Grammatica kickers. There's one on the way. But I am here with Santiago Grammatica. I think one of the nicer Grammatica. Santiago, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. What a huge compliment. So I appreciate that. Oh, you're a good man. I was thinking the other day, and I'm like, you know, Martin, you know, there, there's, a, there's a push now to get him in the Bucks Ring of Honor. God, he was on NFL Network, you know, and all the stuff that the Grammatica Family Foundation does and for veterans. And, and I did a show with Martin and Martin, Martin, Martin. I said, what about Santiago? Santiago is patrolling the sidelines. Santiago is teaching kids kicking. He's a great family man. It's time to give you some publicity. I love it. I'll take it. I'll take it. So, I um, yeah, I'm excited. So I appreciate uh, you having me on your podcast. You know what, Santiago? I was looking at some records, and of course, I was in local TV when you were with USF, and I knew you were good. And I'm like, do you still have some records? that are still held today as far as kicking for the USF Bulls? Some, not uh, not the all-time record, but I'm up there on the top top five, even though we haven't had a lot of kickers. So that, that, that you know, helps me out a lot. 
but hopefully soon all those records are going to be broken by Nico. So that's that's the goal. So the goal is for Nico to break them all, which I know he will, and I'm excited to see what he has to do at USF now. See, this is what I mean about Santiago. This podcast is supposed to be about Santiago, and here he is bringing up Nico. In all seriousness, we'll start there. Nico is the son of Martin. And when I was doing a radio show with Martin, Nico... Martin loves soccer so much. I know he was a great NFL kicker, but he loves soccer so much. And his kids, even his daughter, were in soccer. And I remember a couple of years ago, pre-pandemic, he's like, Nico loves kicking. Nico wants to give up soccer. I'm like, Martin, you're going to have to let him. And since then, he is one of the top kickers in the country in high school and has signed a letter of intent, or I know he's going to go to USF. And Martin told me, he goes, Santiago is better teaching and coaching him than me. So have you been the one that's really been working with Nico Santiago? Well, I enjoy that. So we all have. Um, you know, Martin doesn't give himself enough credit because he's he's been he's done it at the top level. And a lot of what kicking is is mental, right? So that's a part where... It doesn't matter the X's and O's, how you plant your foot. It's the mental side of it. So he's excellent at that because you can get super excited in great moments, but you can't get too excited on the next one. You got to kind of have a short-term memory. Um, but yeah, no, I enjoy the kicking portion of it. I enjoy the fundamentals, the technique. But, um, you know, it's, it's been hard to spend as much time as I would like, but that's the, that's the great thing about Nico and G, his other son. And even Emmy goes out there and helps. They help one another and they, they perfect their craft, but they're extremely hard workers. So, yeah, he's been doing a lot on his own. And uh, I, that's why on both the mental side and the physical side, I think he's going to be very successful. I'm wondering going forward, you could help him on that side because you were the younger of the three Grammatica brothers. Here is Martine. And I always remember Dave Moore, who's on the uh, Buccaneer Radio Network. And when he was a player, he's like, Martin, every time I see you, I see your brothers. You three, you're all always together. And it was true. When Martin was in the NFL, there was Bill. And then here you were the younger brother. And you guys were always around. And I was wondering what that was like for you because the Grammatica name. That's hard when you got a guy that's that good, a brother, then Bill. And here, you know, you know, you know what I mean. And now, now it's Nico. He's always going to be compared to his dad, but he's trying to forge his own path. What do you think about that? Absolutely. And the the big thing, though, the way I looked at it was, I have two NFL players that are coaching me and have been there and done it. So it's it's yes, it's sometimes more because of the name, but it's an opportunity where you know you're getting to learn from some of the best. So that's that's what I think Nico has the advantage where. Yes, it's going to be a lot on him because of the name, but he does have the mental side of it where it, he, it won't it won't bother him. But he has the knowledge that his dad has been there, has played in some tough games, had had ups and downs. So he understands the whole picture of what it takes to be successful. It's not just the going out there and kicking. Because a lot of a lot of kids his, his age can go out to a field and, and do an excellent job. But when you have to translate that to the football field into an actual game and pressure situations, that's when you see the ones who are going to be successful. And that's why I feel very confident about him. And, and his, even his younger brother, too, it's two years behind. You know what, too? You also have the family support. Because when I was talking to Martin, like, he could have gone anywhere, really, Nico. And he's like, you know what? If you're good enough, they'll, you'll, you'll get your shot. 
and again, USF, okay, the program has been down, but how much do you think that can help having being in your hometown? The Grammaticas are very tight family-wise to have that family support, man. Absolutely, and that was Nico's number one choice. So it didn't matter where offers were coming from other places because there was a lot of interest around the nation from other big schools that most people would have been, you know, why wouldn't he consider that? He wanted USF. That was his top choice. He loves the coaching staff there. He's been very close to them when they came in on board. So um, he just, you know, feels at home, has a, a couple teammates that, you know, I used to play with. Their kids are there now. So it's uh, it's one of those where it was his number one choice. And, of course, being home, being able to play in Ray J, you know, like his dad did. And so I think that there's a lot that had him pulling for USF. And he loves his family, so he wanted to be close to that too. I know that, man. You guys are really, 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 really tight-knit family. So for you, when you were at USF, you were a finalist for the Lou Groza Award, which is the top kicker. You were setting records. At that time, did you think that, all right, I'll just follow in the path of my brothers. I'm going to be an NFL kicker? Well, that was the goal. You know, from the first kick in high school, um, when we do something like we, you shoot for the ultimate goal and that was the ultimate goal. Obviously, it didn't work out for me, but that's when my whole career, my whole high school and even college, that was ultimately my goal was to play in the NFL. Um, so, yeah, that's the mentality I think you have to have, because if you if you want to just settle for something, you're never going to achieve great things. And um, although it didn't work out for me in the NFL, that was my goal uh, playing through college. So. so then what happens here? You are a young guy. It's not working out. What happened? Were there any tryouts? Tell me what happened. And then what happens? You're a young guy, and what do you do? Yeah, so I, um, through college, my other uh, goal was I did want to get into radio, TV broadcasting. I used to watch you a lot, you know, so... Because, yeah, you, you, you brushed through that, but you were a legend in Tampa. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 I paid him. Nah, it's all right. But um, so that that was my goal. Um, but once I was playing football, I wanted to try to give everything I had because it's a short lifespan that you have as an athlete. Um, and, I, yeah, I just called myself an athlete. Some people will be shocked by that. But um, anyways, uh, so that was my goal. Um, you know, who knows if it would have happened. It would have been a really long shot, even if I was healthy. But my senior year, I tore my groin. And uh, so then had to rehab that, and it just kind of put me a little bit behind. But, um, yeah, I ended up having groin surgery, and that kind of ex like pushed it back a little bit because I still wanted to try. So that's why the, the whole radio and television thing uh, was kind of pushed, pushed back a little bit further and then ended up having to go another route for a career. Right, right, right. And, and then the family comes along, and you're supporting your family in this and that. Then you were involved with coaching kids and helping out right in soccer and doing a little of training for kickers. And then the opportunity comes up to be the sideline reporter for Buccaneer games in the NFL for our Spanish broadcast here in Tampa Bay. Tell me about that. And what was that like when you first all of a sudden, boom, now I'm down here on the sidelines. It was amazing. It was amazing. So what I love about it, too, is I was a huge fan of Martin and Carlos, who do the Spanish broadcasting, even before, right? So I would be watching the game, I'd mute the TV, and I'd listen to them, and it was I was a big fan of what they were doing. And then um, a couple years ago, Martin was going to be doing some halftime work uh, for, I think, I can't remember, it was one of the uh, Hall of Fame presentations, and then a Ring of Honor. So he had to be pulled, so they asked me to come in and help 
fill in while Martine was on the field or wasn't able to, to do the broadcast. So I filled in a few games, loved it. We had, I felt like, really good chemistry with Martine and Carlos. Obviously, you know, we all are, are big fans of the sport, big fans of the Buccaneers. And uh, so it just led to an opportunity for a formal role doing the sideline. Um, and last year was my first year doing the full year. And, uh, you know, I feel very fortunate that we have the best of the best with TJ Reeves. And he took me under his wing. And even to this day, he still walks up and gives me pointers. All I do, and I joke with people, is... I translate what he says into Spanish. So he does all the hard work, does all the, he's a he's a computer. He has a, a, a computer in his mind, like he knows stats better than anyone I've ever met. And um, and I was a big fan of his before, because he was one of the first USF, well, actually the first USF game that I heard broadcast was TJ Reeves and against Liberty. So I, that, and, and so we've been very close friends and he's just a great guy. So my goal in Spanish is to model what I do and I know you had him on your podcast. So my goal is to model what he does in Spanish, which I'll never be able to be a TJ Reeves, but even if I'm a lowercase TJ, I'll take it. You're doing your own, you're forging your own path, just like Nico with kicking. What now, since this is your second season, second or third se- second season, what what is one thing you could tell us that you've learned, you've really learned, that you really didn't know being a sideline reporter? Well, you have to learn to adapt um, you know, we had some issues with mics or whatever early on. Learn to adapt and learn to uh, just the more you prepare, the more comfortable you feel when things don't go the right way. So um, even with things on the field, like I, I study more of the opponent before I, I'd study our team because I wanted to be an expert in our team. But I'm studying more of the opponent now, which it just makes me feel a little bit more comfortable. It gives me more opportunity to provide some uh, information to our listeners on the Spanish side. So, um, and just learning to navigate how the game goes on the sideline, um, because the role is very different. You're not just looking at the field, looking at the game. You're looking at the sideline. You're looking to see who's going into the tent. Just the dynamic, the facial expressions, the, you know, so it's it's a lot, and, and I love that aspect of it. One more thing before I ask your advice. Um, being down on the sidelines, Getting that experience, what do you notice that you might be able to tell the fans that are either watching on TV, maybe they're sitting in the 300 level, but being down low right there on the field for an NFL game, what can, what's, what's it like, Santiago? Well, it's amazing to see the type of athletes that have, how the athletes have developed throughout the years and how it's, you know, you see massive defensive linemen that are moving like receivers and um, sometimes you don't appreciate that when you're watching on TV or from afar, but when you see them up close and see how big they are and how agile they are, and then how what a, what a great core group we have, just as in, in general, but just the, the chemistry between one another. And they're human, right? So we see athletes as robots. You know, they're supposed to do this, and we critique, and it's that's our role, right? So we're supposed to find what they're doing wrong and critique them, but to understand that they're humans and they have a life and they have things going on but yet they're able to put that all aside and perform on the field to entertain us and compete um it's it's amazing just to be on the field and hearing that and just knowing that there's so much going on the exhaustion like you'll see somebody come off the field where you can tell they're drained and then they're back out there and you never thought they were tired because they're just 100 percent. so just that level of perfection that they shoot for is impressive to see up close one more before the final one martine and also your brother, Bill. 
both are very, and all three of you are just good family men. You put family first. You've all been providing for your families. What can you say about looking up to your big brothers, Martin and Bill? Well, they, they taught me how to be a good father. Um, they were father figures to me. You know, Martin early on had to take a role of being a father to both Bill and I. So it, uh, you know, it made him grow up much sooner than, than most kids should have. But, uh, but it led, you know, it teaches me how to be a role model to others. So, but I was very fortunate. My wife, Brianna, and my kids, Scarlett and Sebastian, who, of course, have to name them because they're going to be listening. They love it. Um, you know, just how to, how to treat and how to be appreciative of, you know, we have our day to day. It's always busy, but be grateful for the busyness, you know, because it could be, could be other ways. So, um, but yeah, just teaching me how to be a, a good person, good family, a good father. Um, but yeah, they lead by example. You know what? You kind of almost like God answered it. What advice would you give a young person that's trying to make it in life? It might not be football. It might be business or whatever it is. You know, you've, you've, you're doing so well as a father and as a teacher and a coach to kids. And you got a good, solid job that you've been doing a long time. You're involved with the Grammatica Family Foundation and SIPs and everything. Now you're on the sidelines for the NFL. What's the best piece of advice you can give a young person growing up today? If, if you want to achieve something, go all out and work your butt off to get it. You don't ever want to look back and say, what if? Because I tell, you know, I coach uh, young kids. I coach Sebastian's team. Um, and I have actually another coach has been supporting because I have a game today and he's actually taken over the head coaching job, Coach Javier. So I'm, I can I can do this, you know, and, and do the Bucks games. But I tell the boys all the time, it goes by so quick. You don't want to look back and wish you would have tried harder or done things differently. So if you're going to go for something and you truly want to do it, give it your all and don't you don't want to have regrets in anything you do. So that's that's the way I try to live my life, too is if I'm gonna do something, you gotta try to be the best, you know? And I think Brady taught us a lot coming here to the Bucks as a perfectionist, and that's that's the way you gotta live your life. I'm glad you brought that up. I thought the same thing. There's a media member that says when he would walk in the building and Brady was there, he even tried to do better as a reporter. Seriously, you know what I mean? I believe it. I believe he made everybody around them better. He's And we're seeing, and again, I'm gonna to switch to soccer now with Messi. Nice. Messi is doing the same thing with Inter Miami. He makes everyone around him better. So, yeah, th these are great people that you want to be around, but that's what you want role models to be. Santiago Gramatica, what a good man. Thank you, Santiago. Thank you, Rock. I appreciate it. This has been awesome. He's always got a smile on his face, man. Same thing with Martin. Bill as well. I finally saw Bill. I rarely see Bill Gramatica, but he was doing... Uh, football Friday football pickums with this Jeff Attenella who was and is a USF Hall of Famer he was a goalie he was great he played in MLS and I was doing something on uh, DAE and then those guys were doing the pickum I saw Bill and busted his chops Bill is great and you know the Gramatica family is so tight and I'm not kidding you when Martin was kicking for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Dave, I kid you not, Dave Moore, I always remember it. And my wife's like, why do you remember these things? I, I tell you things you don't remember. Why do you remember things from 20 years ago, from friends and stuff like that? But Dave Moore, who was a longtime NFL, God, he was the long snapper. He was a fullback, tight end, H-back. Now he's been doing the color analyst uh, work on the Ra uh, Bucks radio network. 
But I remember when Dave was playing. I remember one time he's like, man, every time I see one grammatica, I see another grammatica. All three of them, they're always here at the facility. Like they were that tight. And Martine was kind of like the father. I guess their father was not not good. I didn't pry. I remember Martine just telling me. So he basically, and with the mom, like helped raise the boys and they, you know, he kind of became the father figure. I think they were all, I think all three of them were living with Martine. I think anyway, but anyway, good man, great family. And thank you. Thank you, Santiago. And vote for Martine for man of the year. And again, what they do, what they do for veterans, wounded veterans, it's incredible, man. It is incredible. All righty. I am in the holiday spirit. I didn't think I was going to be. It does help for me, for me, to have temperatures like 68 degrees. Now, I know if you're not living in Florida, you're like, oh, well, seriously, that is such a welcome relief from 85 in the in the winter. I know we get the snowbirds that come down here. I know you might be dying to get into the warm weather because it's cold up north now. I know when you come down here that you got to swim, you got to go to a beach or you got to go in the pool. <laughs> I know. I know. You got to get a tan or you try to get some color. I get it. I get it. I get it. But living here, <clears throat> I just love especially for the holidays, man. We've had a couple of days in a row where it's like overcast and you can actually wear long pants. That's like a big thing. Seriously. Open the windows. And so I'm taping this on a, I'm actually, I'm actually taping this in my, in my car, in my driveway because my daughter's still sleeping and it's like nine 30. She's a, she's a teenager she stays up until all hours. The other night I went to the bathroom. It was 2 a.m. I came out and I see her little light on in her bathroom. I'm like, honey, you got to go to bed. It's 2 a.m. She's like, oh, I just got to go to the bathroom. No, you've been out. You've been out. You've been up. And then she sleeps in. But anyway, teenager, teenager, teenager. So here I am. I got a man cave that I made, a little studio, and I'm broadcasting, sitting in my car, sitting in the driveway. But I'm looking and I got some lights up. I got to get a lot more. My wife, my daughter thinks it's like sad sack. Uh, I am not a professional, but, and I don't know what I did with my big ladder. I have one of those big ass ladders. You can go on the roof and I, we moved, you know, we moved, I don't know, six months ago, seven months ago, something like that. And I, I couldn't fit it in storage. I thought that I give it to my father-in-law. No, it's not there. Did I? Did I? Uh, I did. Did I give it to my neighbor as I was leaving? You know, because we didn't know where we were going to go. We sold our house, but we didn't know we were going to stay with my in-laws. Thank you to them. And we did for a good six months. And uh, I don't know where, I don't know where the big ladder is. So all I got is one of those step ladders, you know, and I can't get up high. I got some palm trees here in the front. Such problems. And my daughter wants lights up on the palm tree. So I got to do more of it. But yesterday was one of those days. And my wife is like, you know, she tells me things two times. If I hear them three times, then whatever it is, I've got to do it because it ain't going away. And she was like, you got to realize, you know, the lights, the lights. Addie wants the lights outside. Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm on it. And, you know, I saw uh, there's a couple of signs in the area here like, we'll put up your Christmas lights. And I've taken the picture. And it's always really expensive. And I'll never forget 
when I was at a radio station where Booger McFarlane, Booger McFarlane's on ESPN. Booger McFarlane is a former Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensive lineman. And I remember, this is way before the pandemic. This is a good 10 years ago. And I remember him saying, there's a bunch of these Mexican guys, they come out, they put up your lights, they take them down. You don't have to do a damn thing. 350 bucks, best 350 bucks ever spent. And I, I thought at the time, like, oh, that's a lot of money. And now <clears throat> in this house and going out and getting it, I don't have my big ladder. I'm going to buy one of them. I am going to have to hit this roof. I'm going to need one anyway, now that I think of it. But anyway... I, but it's way more. That was 10 years ago. If, if, if these guys come out, put up your lights, take them all down. If it was 350 then, what's it going to be now? 750 And I'm like, all right, I better get on it. And then my wife just yesterday before yesterday, she's like, um, you know, do you want me to help you, like, to find somebody to get the lights up? I'm like, no, no, I'm on it. Tomorrow's my day. Tomorrow's my day. Saturday, I'm going to do it. And we get the tree and everything. Well, no, just we, we asked you about the outside. The outside's the number one thing. Okay, no, I'm on it. I'm on it tomorrow. And 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 yesterday was the day. And it was one of those days where you you know when you have a goal of that's the day you want to do it. And there's always something that sidetracks me where I just, or you get on the couch, start watching the game, or, you know, or you, you can't cry. So anyway, to make a long story short, yesterday was my day. And it was overcast, and I got up real early, and I blew off the gym, and I started out at Lowe's, and I said, oh, they got the trees, the Christmas trees. Because I looked. They have Christmas trees at these different schools, and like some of the money goes back to the school or the program. Trees starting, starting, little trees, $95 with that 100 bucks. the small trees. Damn. So I said, I go to Lowe's. Is this fresh cut? Oh, yeah, fresh cut. Yeah, it was only delivered a week ago. A week ago? That's fresh cut? And I was telling Emily, like, you got to get the trees down here. They don't They don't come from Wisconsin or South Carolina and make another run. They bring them down once, right around Thanksgiving. Boom. They're not in water or anything. They're going to be, the, the pine needles are going to be falling off. You know, you got to get the tree. And I went, I was like, you know what? I'll get it. I'll get the lights. I'm going to do this myself. I'm not paying anybody. I'll do it with my stepladder over the shrubs and this and that. I'll, I'll worry about the palm trees tomorrow. Let me get all this stuff, but only let me get the tree. Let me get the stuff. I got all this stuff from years past. I got it in a big bin. I thought it was up in the attic. It wasn't. So to make a long story short, I came back and I'm like, I got the tree. She's like, oh, I thought you and Addy were going to do that together. I'm like, Addie's still sleeping, man. Like, I'm ready to go. Oh, we told you about the outside first. Oh, my God. Here we go. <laughs> so, in the end, we're fine. We, we closed it up. And I'm like, I got the tree up. And then I went back to the light, to get the lights. Here's a question. Do you notice this? Where, I, where you live, I don't know if it's different. Why is Lowe's... Why do they have less customers? Like it's easier to go in the aisles and buy stuff. To me, it's the same stuff as Home Depot. Why do so many more people go to Home Depot? Why, why is that? It's like that down here. And I'm in Florida. I'm in Tampa Bay, St. Pete, Clearwater. It's always been like that. And I've gotten, you know, at times it depends on which is closest, you know, but usually they're pretty close together. But why, and I went to Lowe's, it was great. 
And I wasn't going to, I was trying to rush to get the lights. And now I got to make sure outdoor, this and that, or I'm up there, that, that, that. So I went and got the tree. I said, oh, you got the tree. <laughs> got the tree. Popped up the tree. Put up the lights on the tree. And then finally my daughter emerges. And I said, you know, honey, you want to do this? And come on in that way, she. And then we put on the, I put on the Christmas music on my Spotify. And everybody was happy. My Emily was happy that I was doing something with my daughter. And there you go. And the music's going. And Addie is decorating the tree. Oh, great. You're doing a great job. Oh, this is great. Great, 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 great. And everybody was happy. And then I started on the outside. And then I got back and on the couch. And I'm looking at the light. And then there was great college football on. Oh, my God. How about it last week? How about it? The Michigan-Ohio State. I'm going to get to that, too. It depends. Like, if I don't have any dog in the fight, like, I don't care if Ohio State wins. I don't really care if Michigan wins. However, just in my life circle, the last week or so, I had way more Michigan fans. And my father-in-law, who was a great man and could not have been nicer to me all these years, is Ohio State. My mother-in-law, too. So he said, you know what, maybe I'll go for Ohio State in this one. But Michigan prevailed. They deserved it. But then the Florida-Florida State game, and we went out. Oh, my God, great, 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 great. So just to, it was just a, one of those great days overall because I got everything that I needed to do. And then and then I was able to watch a little college football, and then I go back outside, do more lights, go back in. You know, you got the game on, the lights, the, the, I decorated the inside of the house. Everything is, you know, I got more to do, obviously, but, you know, it's coming along. It was good, 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 good. So then my wife and daughter, Addie, were going to see Greece at this place called Giggle Waters. It's an old, old, old building in Safety Harbor, Florida, and they redo it, redid it. It used to be a funeral home. My, 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 my wife's friend, her family owned it. Yeah. But anyway, they redid it, and this one room, they made it into like an old-school private screening room, and they have some movies, and they'll bring food and drink. So my daughter, my wife, my 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 uh, another mother, and, and her daughter, Addie's friends with, they went to see Greece. And the two dads, myself and Tyler, were going to go, and we could bar hop or go to say, so I drove, and then Emily was going to drive back. And I was like, yes. So we dropped off the girls. They were going in. Tyler said, where should we go? I said, I got a couple of spots that I want to hit. But one is my friends are serving at this uh, brewery, uh, Crooked Thumb, Damon and Keenan. I drove, the, we were we got there early and I said, Emily, can I, can I look just to see the situation? Is it a band? Is it gonna be a lot of people? Is it, it was, it was chill. They were there, they were working. I said, oh baby. And so Tyler and I just started walking, beautiful night. He had a little jacket on, man, 65 degrees. I had my short sleeve shirt, loving every second. Got to walk, boom. I had forgotten my phone, didn't care. I said, Tyler, you got your phone? You talk to your wife? Well, okay. That that rarely happens. It was weird because we were at the at this place and they had the college football games on. And there was a couple of things that I wanted to look up. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I went to reach for my phone. I was like, oh, I don't have my phone. Oh, that's weird. Oh, I can't. I'm so late. Oh, I can't look something up in my phone. So, 
and it was great. And I pounded a few, baby. And then we walked back and the timing was good. Girls were coming out. They had a great time seeing the movie at Greece. Greece. Oh, I didn't have to sit through that thing. Thank God. And, uh, and, and we had a great time busting chops. Another guy there at the bar back and watching games, this and that. It was just such a great day. How was your holiday? How was your Thanksgiving? I hadn't had a chance to talk to you. So we got invited to a family friend of Emily's family. He's been very successful and he's, they live in Avila. Have you ever heard of Avila, the Avila Country Club in Tampa? It's where Tony Dungy lives, Lou Pinella lives. Uh, Derek Jeter's had his golf tournament there many, many years. Sap used to live there, doesn't live there anymore. Uh, Vince Damoli, who owned the Rays one time, used to live there. A lot of movers and shakers. If you got the money, Gruden. But if you got the money, you can live at Avila. And so we were invited there. And I just got to tell you, they're so nice. They were nice people. Their sons, who are grown and have had marriages, kids, things like that. One has kids, the other one doesn't. Uh, they both went to Michigan. They both went to Michigan. It was a big Michigan thing. And one lives in L.A., one of the sons lives in New York. Very cool. I don't know if I'd actually have ever met them before. But it was a beautiful Thanksgiving. The food was amazing. The Once you go through the gates, the guarded gates, the gate shack in, in Avila, it's unbelievable. I remember uh, Dick Etroff, the gentleman who invited us, saying that there is not a day that goes by that they don't have somebody coming through. Like, there's a certain lawn guy. There's a gardener that takes care of this, this. Like, the upkeep. When you go to these communities that are so expensive to live in, it's the upkeep. You know, every lawn, every bush, every, oh, my God, the driveway. It's just incredible. But my point is... We're at the table or we're having some drinks and everybody's shooting the breeze and I was talking to the sons. Now, one lived in New York City for a long time. Now he has moved to Greenwich, Connecticut. And he has to be in the city three, four days a week. It's not an, it's easy commute in. Not too bad for him. But he was New York City. Now, the other brother did live in New York City. He now lives in Los Angeles with his wife. They got the little one. Uh, at two kids, they're doing great and all this jazz. But um, the argument, discussion came up. L.A., New York. New York, L.A. And it was funny just to sit back and listen. And the one son that's in L.A. loves it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm glad to hear that because I liked visiting L.A. We went to L.A. this summer. Any movie junket, that I went to in L.A., of course, you're wined and dined. You're staying in Beverly Hills, uh, West Hollywood. No, you're staying, you know, to, to do these movie stars, to interview them. Of course, it's always at the nicest place. You get to see the movie. They take you to dinner. So, again, you're getting the best of L.A. But I've always liked it. And I, it gets so many people when I bring up L.A., oh, oh, God, what a hole. Oh, so many people moved out of L.A. Ooh, L.A., L.A. It's always like all the traffic. 
Oh, the homeless. Oh, Newsom. And even before the LA, LA. And I'm like, I was like the LA going, you know? And boy, it gets such a bad rap. And so it was actually good to hear somebody say, I love it. He likes it. And he said at first, like he came from New York, New York, New York City. And the difference between where you walk everywhere and now you got to time your 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 junk your jaunts you know Ooh, you don't want to take the uh, the interstate at this time this time and they were living in Santa Monica they moved to a community that they love and they just stay in that community uh, unless they got to go somewhere for something and it's great to raise a family the school everything's working out so they're great but it was funny cuz the one brother was getting in an argument with the other brother not really an argument but a heavy discussion on New York versus LA. The one that lives in Greenwich, Connecticut, that is New York, going back and forth, and, he, and, and the LA son's like, man, the live concerts, the live music scene, you gotta admit, way better in LA. The food in LA, way better. And then the other brother in New York, like, really? New York food compared to LA food? And and then, well, no, everybody knows that L.A. food is better than New York. Oh, this is... So it was kind of funny. New York, for me, New York City, is a little too much. I I don't mind visiting. Again, if I knew the subway system, I don't really want to deal with it. Now, my brother, Patrick, has been living in New York City for a long time. He's Brooklyn. But he's Williamsburg section, right over, right near the bridge. And his kids have been going to school in New York, in Manhattan. No big thing. Every day on the subway, alternate side of the street parking. You got to move your car every day. Doesn't phase them. Doesn't phase them. And uh, I, you know, even when we, because we grew up in North Jersey. It was either the bus or the train to get into the city. The train is great. The bus, eh, Lakeland bus. But used to love it when you're pulling into Port Authority or you're pulling into Penn Station. Boom, you get out and all of a sudden you're walking, you're in a different world. I love to walk. I'll walk, 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 walk. Again, because I don't really know the subway system. If I was living there, probably, maybe so. Now, Emily has a friend that lives, I think it's in the village, I think. She never, she doesn't take the subway. She does not take the subway. And, uh, but it's an interesting debate. It really is. And, but he loves LA. And I know that, I know, I bet you, most of you are saying, I can't stand LA. That's fine, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine. Alrighty, listen, um, this isn't going to be too long today. My thank you to the great, 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 great Santiago Gramatica. Uh, football is just rolling on. I am, I booked my flight. I booked my hotel to go to the Super Bowl. It's in Las Vegas. That's another thing. I'm not a gambler. I'm not a Vegas guy. And honestly, at the Super Bowl... And everything that's going to be going on in Las Vegas and the hordes and hordes of people. Ah, but that's where it is. So I will be there Super Bowl week, provided I get credentialed. I'm sure I will. I've been credentialed the last couple of years. But week of. It's a week of credentials so I can get a lot of celebrity interviews, schmooze, see a lot of peeps. 
So that should be a good time. And life just keeps on rolling on, man. Still dealing with my lawn. I'm looking at it right now in the front of it. My one my one lawn guy, not lawn guy, I got the guy that does, there's actually a thing called pest control for your lawn here in Florida. Yeah, not pest control in the house, pest control for your lawn. And he swears he can get my lawn back by December. I'm looking at it. It ain't back. So we'll see. We put it into the Homeowners Association to try to put plants and couple of different things down we'll see if we get approved all right i'm gonna get back to it i'm gonna get lights on this tree today uh palm trees here we go that's christmas in in florida lights on a palm tree listen have yourself a good one don't let the holidays stress you out bum you out life is good life is good life is good i'll talk to you next week thanks guys there i really do appreciate it if you want to subscribe subscribe if you want to leave a comment down below you leave a comment down below if you don't no big deal if you want to advertise, hit me up, man. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Have a great week, man.